For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer does the work of three men Larry, well, yes, Curly, man. and Mo. <laughs> no, no, the Kimmer <laughs> Show on News Radio 1067. Right, hold on just a second. <laughs> 12 Yeah. Sing it, Waylon. Waylon Jennings. Beats all you never saw. News Radio 1067. I met him once when I was a country disc jockey back when I got out of the Marines, went back to school. In fact, my old boss, I was a country jock when I was at Arizona State, my, and uh, was uh, the radio station was K-H-A-T, K-Hat, K-Hat Country. <laughs> and my <laughs> and my boy, and Waylon Jennings back, this was back when Waylon Jennings was a tough guy. I mean, he was, he was bad news, man. He was a badass. And my boss uh, told me that he would, that Waylon wanted to know if he'd be his manager and my boss at the radio station in Phoenix, when I came back and got out of the Marines, my boss in Phoenix said the reason he turned him down was because he knew he couldn't beat him up. And my boss said, he said, if I had been able to beat up Waylon Jennings, I'd have been his manager because I'd have made a million dollars. But he said Waylon was just out of control and someone had to take take care of his life and he wouldn't be able to do it, so he turned him down. Anyway, this is uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Which made its debut on CBS television on this day in 1979. And it's only me, it's only the Kimmer, 1206, News Radio 1067. Here's the number, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Man, I, we got so much stuff going on here today, including uh, some weird stories, a con letter, uh, the little boy and Grammy... Uh, we'll talk about how to start a fight, uh, how to make, in five words or less, how can you make lovemaking absolutely impossible to continue, what five words tend to do it, uh, and also, um, I'm done. Pete, we got, we'll talk about the, uh, the Arabs demanding apologies in the, the sniper movie once again. Also, now by the way, um, you know, I, ha- I, I mentioned Friday I was getting a cold, so I spent the whole weekend basically doing, I'm sleeping and trying to take naps and popping antihistamines and stuff, <clears throat> and I still have a, a, a coughing thing in my... Th- I don't have strep throat, do I? The reason I ask is because we got a memo this morning. Two people in the same department here at the radio station have, have come down with viral strep throat. Yeah. Now, strep throat is nothing to fool around with. Strep throat in children uh, can be very, very serious to go through a school system with no problem at all. But I, Now, how would I know if I have strep throat? I don't have a, like a raging fever. Would you have a fever with strep throat? Have any idea? I've, I don't. Th- I, and now kids get. I don't think do adults get strep throat. I guess they do. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, they could. But two people work here got strep throat. So there's some stupid. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously I have strep throat, and it's affecting my brain power. <laughs> that was easy. Anyway, so uh, if you have strep throat, uh, don't come to work. There you go. It's a, uh, glad I put that in there. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll talk about. Uh, hey, yeah, we'll talk about Super Bowl X licks. And by the way, who started that? Super Bowl X Licks, X L I X. I mean, you know, name number the damn thing. We're not where are we in freaking Rome? 
what is this, uh, Omnia Gallia Duitas and Trace Partes? Agricola, 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 thank you. How about declining some Latin verbs? What do you think about that, huh? <laughs> El Puella la, El Winnie la Pooh. I mean, God, come on. What is what is this crap with the Super Bowl? I don't know what X licks means. What's that? Let's see. X is 100, and 10, L is 50, and I is 1, and X is 10. So 1 from 10 is 9. So it's 559. So this is Super Bowl 559. Okay. Just for the record, this is Super Bowl 559. And by the way, now next they're going to try to put that stupid metric crap back on us, too. Liters and yeah. millimeters and things like that. I don't think so. <clears throat> I, I got uh, this is just going to come out. I just have to. I mean, just, stuff's just come pouring out of me today, and I don't know why. Oh, oh, I want to give you a warning. There's a there's a bum out there uh, driving a dark pickup truck, and he's got a handicap a cap license plate, and he has two stickers on the back of his pickup truck uh, bed on the on the tailgate. One of them is says USMC, and the other one says POA POWMIA. And he's and here's what bugs me. You know, when you're coming into Russia, and this morning coming down 400 was a nightmare. Accidents, you know, it, it, was, it was like an hour and a half to go nine or ten miles. Okay, so when when traffic is all screwed up and there's merging going on, and everybody not not if you're merging going 50, then you you know you diggly doggly until you get your into the traffic and you speed up and you go ahead. But if your traffic's going one mile an hour, stop and go, stop and go, then you know that the only way to get through this is to if you're in a car and there's a guy on your right merging in, one guy goes in front of you, then you go, then the guy on the right goes behind you, the next guy, you know, one at a time, right? You mean let one guy in. In, one guy in. That's what you have to do because you have, have to. You all have to do it eventually. So everybody knows the rule. That really, the polite rule is: one guy gets in front of you, then you go, then the guy behind you gets behind you. Right? right. Okay. Well, this guy in the pickup truck with the Marine Corps stickers and the handicap plate did a double dive in, so he cut me off so that I couldn't. I let the guy in front of me, and then he dove in to cut me off so I couldn't. And I, I would have had to hit him. Hit him. And if, and I'll tell you what, I damn near got out of my stinking car, and I thought, well, if I do that, someone's going to jump in and steal it or whoever, but, uh, you know, fire a couple of warning shots. But anyway, he's a bum. He's a selfish punk. And I'll bet he's not a Marine because he's got Marine Corps stickers. Marines don't act like that, you punk. So it's a dark pickup truck with a USMC and a POW MIA sticker on the back and a handicap license plate. The guy's a bum and a punk. And if I'd have been in my Hummer, I'd have rammed him off the freaking road. How about that? <laughs> Start my freaking Monday with an hour and a half or nine miles to go on the freeway, and then you pull that double double dip ahead thing. No, yeah. sir, that's just wrong, man. <clears throat> and then I get I go to about three feet farther, and then there's this lady in a white um, SUV throws her cigarette butt out the window, but it almost bounces off my hood. And you know what? I I always do this. If you're at a stoplight. And the guy ahead of you is at the stoplight, and it just turns red, so you know you got a few seconds. If he throw, he or she, I love to do it with girls especially. Oh, God, I love to do it with girls. These little snotty little 20-somethings are playing with their hair and drinking a beer and texting and smoking a cigarette, and they throw the cigarette butt out the window. I always get right out of my car. I go get the cigarette butt and say, here, I think you dropped this by mistake, and throw it back in their car. And if they roll the windows up, then I put it out on their, on their hood. Man, that's fun. Oh, I think you dropped this, miss, by accident. Here, let me get that back in your car for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, got in your hair. Oh, there's a mistake. A I just want to hurt a pretty girl <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Wait a minute, I never said that. That's a damn lie. <laughs> you fake that. That's an edit. I've never said it. <laughs> 
I never said that. That's not correct. <laughs> and coming up, I got a letter from a con at the Federal Pen in Atlanta. Wait till you hear about this. All that's coming up, plus the GOP candidates. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, if you, you got too much, let's get to our traffic. Twelve, twelve. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. News Radio Stand by. Stand by. <laughs> Look out. This is Orson Welles, <laughs> Orson? and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes, sir, yes, is brought yes, to you by yeah. Beef Burgers. Beef Burgers? What do you mean, do it again? <laughs> Look, fellas, the correct reading is the one I'm giving you. And now, under protest, here is Kim Peterson. <laughs> kind of uppy this morning, Orson. He's not the only one. Well, apparently so. <laughs> Listen to the people. 1218. Perfect person. Anyway, either is Chris Hesse. Chris is the drummer of Ubastank. He's 41. I love what Ubastank was in a case before the United States Supreme Court. The first time ever when a Supreme Court justice would utter the word Ubastank in part of the court record for the United States Supreme Court. Anyway, he's 52 today. Also, a couple of quick birthdays. Colin O'Donohue from Once Upon a Time is 34. And uh, Ann Jeffries, my goodness, if you were a General Hospital fan, Ann Jeffries is one of the older ladies in General Hospital. She also starred in that old TV show back in the 50s called Topper, which was a strange show about uh, people who died and they came back as ghosts and only Topper the guy could see him and his wife never could. And it was a scoop stilly thing. But anyway, Ann Jeffries from Topper in General Hospital is 92 today. Wow. All right, twelve nineteen. It's one of the camera news breaker lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. And apparently, uh, we're getting some feedback early yeah. here on the program. People I... concerned about you. Well, Kimmer. what? I uh... oh, one gentleman wants to know, I pull the underwear out of your blank. Because <laughs> it's obviously riding you a little bit. Some kind of a wedgie issue. Is and it? Richard says, "Did you get to take your mind off today?" <laughs> and I think it's just sounds like somebody's got a case of the Monday. Yeah, Monday. You know, I, I was thinking about that this morning. Honest to Pete, everything's fine. You know, and then you get up, and then you hear that rush hour's a disaster. I mean, so you know, so you say, "Okay, so I'll leave early." So I left early. Didn't make any difference. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it's these little simple things. You know, it's, I keep, it's like lessons from my horse. Simplify your life. If you just let one guy in and then the next guy goes, then that's fine. Nobody has a problem. Now, here I am now. That was, you know, that was five hours ago, and I'm still ticked off about the way a guy treated me and everybody else in rush hour traffic. And it's just, I mean, that's silly to, to, to be affected by stuff like that. And, and, then, and then it puts you in a, in a goofy mood. I'm looking at Fox. I told her, Peter, I said, Pete, look at Alan Combs. Oh, my God, look at Alan Combs. We're watching the, the uh, Fox News and our TV set in the office. And Alan Combs has now dyed, painted his hair black. I mean, it's not even a dye. It's just paint. It's like he took black paint and painted his hair. You know, like that, oh, that it's that horrible looking, like that jet black tar or something and and he's got like nine facial things go oh, oh my god he looks like a like frankenstein like somebody you know somebody chopped his face off and then put it back together by committee oh man i mean why would you do that to yourself anyway I, but see you know i shouldn't be seeing stuff like that no you should we got newsmaker lines i got i got a letter from a con where do you hear my letter from the con fedland federal pen man it's oh wait there's a newsmaker line let's use on the old newsmaker line uh, good afternoon Good afternoon, Kim. Why am I having to wait? I'm a big star. This is Jerry Seinfeld calling. Sorry, Jerry. How's it going, man? Welcome, sir. Why would a guy in a truck cut off the camera? Well, I don't know. Cut off the camera? Who does this man think he is? Your final wife? 
What did he do? Roll down the window and ask you to buy ask you to buy her some jewelry there? <laughs> That's nothing. I know three guys. She got off entirely. Hey, rent me an office. Or I'll cut you off again. Thank you. <laughs> I have time to think of these things. Yes, you, you know? do, sir. <laughs> I do that stupid coffee and cars thing. And it doesn't... Why? Yes, sir. Why did they give Debbie Reynolds a SAG award? <laughs> did she show up in a sleeveless dress last night? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> you see Debbie up there with Carrie Fisher? Yeah, Carrie Fisher. I couldn't tell which one was the mother and which one was the daughter. No. <laughs> Have you seen Carrie Fisher? Yeah, not. Uh, her face is so wrinkled, she could hold her face is so wrinkled, it could hold a two week reign if I could talk. <laughs> I'm Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld here. You see where a guy pocket picketing? I cannot talk to him <laughs> for some reason. It's probably my fault. I guarantee I it's my know. fault. I blame it on me. A guy picketing Fox News shot himself in the chest over the weekend. Yeah, wow. Why can't all protesters be like this guy? <laughs> Let's give those more Monday creeps some marksman lessons, but not from the chemist. Yeah. <laughs> want him to hit something. Hit something, see? please. <laughs> You see, they have something called the SAG Awards. The SAG Awards, Screen Actors Guild. It's not, not sagging awards. <laughs> Why is everyone so mad at the New England Patriots? Yeah, mad at them. I, I mean, they could be the Atlanta Falcons, where the only thing that's deflated are the fans that shell out money for the tickets. <laughs> I have time to figure these things. It's not a ball deflation. And why are they calling for so much snow up here in the Northeast? I'm very angry. Calling for, well, what do you mean, sir? Well, I heard Kirk Mellish say, my exclusive forecast for New York, <laughs> clear and still for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. Clear up to my ass and still snowing. <laughs> clear and still. What's the deal with that? <laughs> Thank you so much, show, Jerry. I'll take it to observations and call in later. We'll take them. <laughs> Thank you, Jer. Jerry. Jerry Seinfeld. Look out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 12-24. Oh, we want to take a badass test. We, uh, well, let's do it after 1230. We'll have a 1230 news coming up. After that, we'll take a badass test. All right. Uh, and, and I got Brett coming up here in a second. But first, there's also a little thing making the rounds here, uh, which Pete spotted, which is sort of interesting in a, in a rather uh, freaky sort of way. There's a, it's like a contest. Or it's, I guess this is like a, ha- a Twitter thing. Yeah. So, uh, with with five words, making uh, intimacy completely awkward and unbearable. What you would and f- using five words, how you would ruin absolutely ruin an intimate experience in the, while you were having the intimate experience. For example, uh, five words when uh, two people are being in him. Guy says, "I learned this in prison." <laughs> <laughs> That could mess up your intimacy right there. Just, you know, it could happen. Uh, how about this one? Let's pray before we begin. <laughs> you know that that's going to be. Bing, leave. pow, pow. <laughs> or one of my other favorites, smile for the hidden camera. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we got a few of those. Right, let's get to Brett, the truck driver, News Radio 1067. Brett, how's it going? Welcome aboard, sir. Yeah, you got a horn to Kimmer, trucker's horn to Kimmer. Yeah, boy. Hey, Kimmer. Yeah. I got one for you. All right. Um, hey, honey, what's for dinner? 
Oh, there you go. That yeah, that would ruin it. Hey, honey, what's for dinner? With apostrophes. I love it. All right, Brad. Good to talk. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, oh. Heartbreaker. You gotta move quick. You gotta move quick. Unbelievable. All right, then I'll. Uh, yeah, I got a minute for the traffic. Uh, I've got a. I've got a story here from a, a, a listener named Scott, uh, who has got the story of his five-year-old grandson. And I'll, I'll give you that after the 1230 news. We'll take the uh, a badass test after the 1230 news. And I'll also give you some ways to avoid starting a fight. All right. If you know how fights begin, sometimes you can figure out how to avoid them. For example, I took my wife to a restaurant. The waiter, for some reason, took my order first. I said, I'll have the rump steak, please, rare. He said, aren't you worried about the mad cow? I said, no, she can order for herself. <laughs> and that's when the fight started. <laughs> Any other word after that is just the beginning of another fight. So, 1227, it's only the Kimmer and you are Monday styling on News Radio 1067. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is your former president, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Yeah. Now, this portion of The Kim Peterson Show <laughs> yeah. is brought to you by my wife, Hillary, uh, who's not sure yet if she's going to run for president. Well, you know. And Nancy Grace isn't sure if she's going to order dessert. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> and now here's your host, you. The Kimmer. By the way, I have to say this. Well, I don't have to say it, but I'm going to. Uh, I was, uh, I don't watch much golf on TV anymore these days because I'm not, I don't get to play very much anymore. So I just kind of just like rubbing my face in my own face. But, uh, on the, uh, the golf tournament this weekend, uh, Bill Clinton was the celebrity host. It was to raise money for his, one of his golf program, whatever. I, I can't even look at the guy and to have these golf announcers saying, what a pleasure to have with us now in our booth, the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton, President Clinton, is right here. Well, well, thank you. It's great to be here helping all the children. Oh, I just want to punch him in the face. I mean, not really uh, for the Secret Service agents listening. I do not want to punch Bill Clinton in the face. Well, no, I do want to punch him in the face, but I promise you I will not ever try to, okay? Just for the record, I don't want any freaking agents coming down here doing investigating. I was just saying, I was just saying. Anyway, honestly, God, I just he, he just makes me so angry. And the respect he gets as a former president, he's a sleazebag. He's a degenerate sleazebag. I mean, God, I, I, I this is he, he. It makes me feel worse over time. Normally, you 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 know, people admit things and you you give second chances and it's over and you go on. Bam, ba, ba, ba. I can't get over what a sleaze bag he is and how people are kowtowing to him as though he's some you know wonderful expert on American politics and the issues for the party or the country. Oh my God, just appalling. Absolutely, I'm just absolutely disgusted. And these and these. Sports announcers just bending over backwards to kiss his ring. God, just appalling. Absolutely appalling. All right, anyway. Uh, all right, here we go. Andrew Ridgely, uh, the guitarist in Wham, uh, is 52 today. So there you go. That's uh, 1235 News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. We're going to talk politics in a minute, including Donald Trump. <laughs> But first, a couple of quick phone calls. Uh, let's start right in a row there. Peter to Mark, I guess, on News Radio 1067. I mentioned earlier that there's a, a kind of a little website thing going on here about five words, in five words, how you could ruin the atmosphere of people um, of making love with someone. And, uh, Mark, you may have you heard this before? You got something on your own there, Mark. 
Uh, I just thought of this. Uh, mind if my dad joins? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not as bad as mind if my mom joins, I don't think. But <laughs> What about... Uh, um, Glad that cleared up. <laughs> That's four. <laughs> and how about uh, Ethan on News Radio 1067 with the Kimmer? Hi, Ethan. Hey, Kimmer. Uh, the one I got is uh, your sister does that better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of my other favorites, the five words that will ruin the lovemaking if one person says these five words. You're going to black out soon. <laughs> <laughs> That just can't be good. Are, What's that? Are you a badass? Oh, let's do a badass test. Right, right. I, I don't. I don't think I'm a bad. Now I know. If by bad I should mean a you know real tough guys, yeah. real just. I'm not a bad. By nature, I'm not, clearly not a badass. No. I mean I know badasses. I know real tough guys. I'm not a. I mean real tough guys. That one I took a rifle butt to it when his sleep was a tough guy. That's which is why I did it. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. told you that story. I didn't tell you that story. No. Well, maybe a little later. Remind me to tell later. Well, no, it's the only way to deal with a bat with a tough guy who sucker punched me, and so I had to wait to get him back. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. All right, badass test, badass All right, test. All right, a couple of teenagers are chatting loudly behind you in the theater. Yep. It's distracting you and bothering others as well. What happens next? You try your best to focus on the movie. You ask your friend to say something. You turn around and let them know they're being rude. The look in your eyes will tell them you mean business, or you yell at them. Well, I do a combination between yelling and looking. I wouldn't uh, the first time I do it, I don't yell. Right, you got to choose one here. Well, then I go for the yell. I mean, I I, I do more you than yell? turn around and look. Yeah, I'm turn, I will say something, whether it's a yell or not. But I will definitely right. say something. You're in a new city. You waltz into an unfamiliar bar for a quick drink. All eyes turn to you as you enter, and you realize everyone else is dressed up except you. Okay, you feeling awkward and a little embarrassed? You leave in a hurry. You chuckle to yourself, say "Pardon me," and head back out to find another place. You sit down and have your drink as yeah. long as they serve you. Who cares? Yeah. Or I would never feel comfortable randomly walking into a bar off the street. No, three. I, I just sit and have a drink. You sit down and have a drink. Yeah. All righty. Uh, to which proverb do you relate the best? If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, we know that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. Or? There's no time like the present. Or speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, I don't speak softly either. So if you can't beat them, join not can't beat them, joining that's giving up. What was yeah. the other one? Uh, there's no time like the present. No time like the present. All right. Okay. By the way, I got 86 percent on this test. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to get like 50. I think. I'm. I'm. I, I, you know, I don't like these. Yeah, I think you're in the women's area right now. Could be in a women's area. <laughs> if I were to take a peek inside your wardrobe, mm. what would I find? Do you follow the fashion? I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty darn fashion savvy. No. I just buy whatever is on sale. No. <laughs> I buy the most expensive thing. I, honestly, you know what it is. If you if you're buying two things in a store and one is by X, uh, one one is nineteen dollars and the yeah. other is twelve dollars. I'll buy the nineteen dollar one. Figured it's got to be better. And you get two or three free when you, yeah, the place with you six shop. you get egg roll. Yep. I deliberately avoid dressing trendy. Don't want to be a sheep. Or I wear clothes that I like because I like them. Enough said. Well, let's take a look at what I have on today. Okay, I have, have on my boots. my uh, elephant skin cowboy boots. Uh, jeans with uh, holes in them, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and a golf shirt, and a couple of stains, and okay. a couple of stains. Uh, so I wear clothes that I like. Is That's that it? it. All right, here. Uh, do you tend to hold grudges? Yes. Hell yeah, I hold grudges. <laughs> Hell yes, I hold grudges. I try not to, but it isn't always easy to let go. No. 
uh, Bill Clinton. And forgive and forget, that's my motto in the vast majority of cases. No, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I hold grudges. It's not, the, it's not the best way to behave in life, and it definitely right. is not easier on your system, but I hold grudges. You're on a sidewalk. You spot an old man walking down the middle of the road right in front of you. Looks terrified, confused, all the people honking their horns, not helping. What do you do? Let someone else deal with it? Call the popo on your cell? No. Quickly snap some pics and upload them to Facebook? God, you see, that question, that answer wouldn't even be in a test like this five years ago. I, it would have never even heard of such a thing. Because we all know it would be Twitter. Yeah. And your first priority is getting the man to safety. Yeah, absolutely. I'd stop it and help him out. Okay. Which way did you come in? Hey, ho! Uh, your friend invites a new person out to dinner with your group, and they seem to feel a little awkward and shy. How do you treat them? I'll probably ignore them. I'm not a fan of new people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like people. I won't make any special effort to include them. I'm not a babysitter. I'll make an extra effort to include them, or I'll treat them as I would anyone else with healthy curiosity and ample respect. Well, what's the third one? I'll make an extra effort to include them. You know, actually, that's what my parents taught me, and my gym teacher, Mr. Pendergrass, in seventh grade, taught us, no, here's what he did. We used to have school dances where you would require, in gym class, they'd have dances once in a while, and they would, the boys would have to go ask a girl to dance. And my gym teacher, Mr. Pendergrass, said uh, there was a young girl, I won't give you, not, well, she can't be listening, this was many years ago, <laughs> but there's a young girl who was very overweight and very shy, and, and Coach Pendergrass said, uh, Peterson, I want you to go ask her to dance. Her name was Huntington. Her last name was, I want you to go ask her to dance, and I did. And I'll tell you what, um, now, I, well, it sounds like I'm, I'm going to be talking about myself here, but but she was so grateful, and, I, and it wasn't because of me as a person; it was because somebody did something. She was so grateful that it, it, it changed her outlook in school. She put out no, oh, wow. <laughs> not, not that I know of. But <laughs> she so, was all you know, see, that's an answer wouldn't have been on this test in five well, years either. What is your well, answer? I'd, I'd probably just be nice. Make I'd, the extra effort. I'd make the extra effort. All right. That was a long way. Jeez. Uh, well, you know, my gym teacher taught us that. <laughs> okay. you know? Be a gentleman, for God's sake. You are single and hitting on a stranger you're attracted to. They don't seem interested. You try insulting them. That should get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> try a little harder with that next joke. Or feel so shy and awkward you have to leave immediately. Or shrug it off. You're never that desperate. Shrug it off. <laughs> Just be embarrassed and go home. All right. You've See been if my chandelier can hold my weight. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. <laughs> I'll tell you what I told you. I say, I say, this is Foghorn Leghorn Sun. Yeah, I give you all. And this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by the New England Patriots. New England I hear Patri- they're worth $2 billion. Yeah, two. Or 2.5 if you adjust for inflation. Inflation. I said, if you adjust for inflation, more air in the ball, son. And now here's your host, Thank Kim you. Peterson. Thank you so much. Twelve forty eight. And this and wakes is the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Phantom of the Opera. It opened on Broadway on this day in nineteen eighty eight. All right, then. 1248 <laughs> on News Radio 106.7. Hold everything. I got uh, Jerry coming out. We'll, we'll finish our badass test in a moment. And also, uh, oh, by the way, why does anybody even go on Craigslist? Every time you turn around, somebody goes on Craigslist and ends up being killed or raped or burned or set on fire or eaten or something. My God, man. I wouldn't do Craigslist. I wouldn't trust that for 
Well, oh, man, you're just asking for it. Anyway, hey, there's a newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line here. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Kevin. <laughs> I heard what you were saying about me. This is Bill Clinton. Yeah, Mr. Disgusto, how's it going there, Sticky? Uh, you remember when Herman Cain pinched hit on Phantom of the Opera over there at the Fox Theater? He pinched hit? I don't remember what. Uh... That's all I ask of you. <laughs> <laughs> That was the big theme song. <laughs> big theme for Herman. I don't normally agree with the camera, but I yeah. think you're pretty right about those brain dead golf announcers sucking oh, up to me yesterday man. at the Humana Challenge. I mean, hell. Embarrassing. I thought for a minute during that interview, Nick Fowler and I were going to have to get a room or something. <laughs> so me too, man. Jeez. Mr. President, tell us about your Clinton initiative as opposed to all the women you raped. <laughs> <laughs> he had beat up, you know. They didn't ask me about the people I had murdered, yeah. the 12 chances I had at Bin Laden, the way I caused 9-11, or the missiles I sold to the Chinese. I'd say pretty much an Al Jazeera Constitution interview I got there in the booth up there. They talk about softballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking about something? Well, we were earlier. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not surprised, though, that Nick Fowler admires me so much. Well, what do, you, what do you mean, sir? Well, who could forget when Nick gave a huge endowment to the Arizona State women's golf team? It's <laughs> <laughs> some money, too, didn't he? I mean, he, he was really money generous. also, yes. <laughs> One chick at a time. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Fairways weren't the only thing that Nick was splitting in the late 1990s. <laughs> Augusta National was not the only place that Valdo was getting it up and down. You know? I mean, <laughs> he did pretty good at St. Andrews and uh, Mirafield. And all and, the major tournaments. That's right. Lots of good golfing. Oh, man, I was worried. As much as you give me a hard time, yeah. I was worried about you. I heard earlier yeah. that a pickup truck driver almost yeah. killed the camera. Almost he cut me right As there. opposed to Brett, the truck driver, who only kills the camera show. <laughs> I mean, he may interrupt the flow, pour cold water on potential momentum, a uh, place of varsity burger in the proverbial punch bowl, but Brett would never try to harm the camera. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy that should be on twice every day. Boom. <laughs> People don't believe this. I know you give me yeah. a hard time, but yes, Hillary, yeah. I swear it's yeah. true. Hillary has not decided for sure whether she's going to run for president in 2016. Really hasn't decided for sure. Yeah, I mean, Hillary, just the other day, she said, unlike Fort Marcy Park, I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger. Hey, no! <laughs> Vince Foster died, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a woman who put the gun in the wrong hand. <laughs> yeah, Boom. she put it in the wrong hand. I mean, so <laughs> Hey, folks, here's a guy that threatened Ken Starr's family. Boom. <laughs> I don't normally have John Madden commenting on my <laughs> That's all right. It's kind of a helpful thing there. Yes, it sure fits, though. So. Well, I better go. I think Brett's on hold. Oh, but, but Mr. President, thank you so much for helping us out, sir. Always grateful. Bingo. Mercy. Look at it's only me. Uh, let's finish. It's 12.52. We'll finish up the badass test. Jerry, you're coming up here on how to ruin lovemaking in five words or less, but for, we'll finish our badass test. Oh, we lost the power, so we lost all the... Re- no, I'm just oh, kidding. my God. No, uh, no, you've been asked to give a presentation in front of a large group of strangers. Yeah. You feel like you might shrivel up and die with embarrassment, like kind of like the Georgia Golf Association. Yeah, Georgia golfers. Uh, <laughs> feel a little nervous, but you'll get through it, or give a badass presentation without hesitation. Oh, I definitely leap for it. Yeah. If I'm and, and I hate public, I'm I'm the worst speaker there is. I'm just horrible. So I just uh, go up there and All let right. it rip. And final then, question: Yeah, do you strut around with your head held high, or are you a sloucher? 
I slouch too much. I know it leaves a bad impression. I walk with confidence. I've never even thought about it. Wow. The choices are what now? I'm, I'm a sloucher? That, that I slouch too much. No. I know it leaves a bad impression. I walk with confidence. I've never even thought about it. Well, you people know what. Tell the people if they can tell when I'm coming down the hall. It's like a horse coming down, <laughs> like a freaking. I mean, are we telling the truth? If I if I walk into the other, part, I, I say hi, other half of the building, because there's a part where a lot of these, but we never go into. It. So when I go down there, before I can get the words out of my, they're all saying, "Hey, camera, how's it going?" Because they can hear me stomping. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be a confident walk with confidence. Walk with confidence. All right, here you go. All right, so the, now we had what, like like twelve answers, twelve ten. questions, ten questions. All right, and this is to see if you're a badass. All right, how do we? Did you, you sir, are ninety percent badass. A bona fide badass. Really? Wow. But I'm not a badass. That's, according to this, you are. Whoa. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Well, now, now see, but and, and I'll do the rifle butt story for John Boy because he hasn't heard that one. I'll do that a little later on. Right. Let's go back to the phones, 844-404-1067. I also, I've got some sound bites to play for you, some politics stuff, Donald Trump. Uh, is actually, once again, pretending he's going to run for president. Uh, but first, let's get to the phones. Here's uh, Jerry. Scott's coming up. Joel's coming up. Jerry, how's it going? Welcome to the Old Kimmer Show, sir. Well, I've been laughing so hard. I hope I got all the words <laughs> right so we stay on the radio. All right, sir. <laughs> all right, this is how to ruin your romance all right. and uh, find out if you're a badass at the same time. All right. All right, you're in a romantic encounter with your paramour. Uh, she's on her all fours. Approach her from the rear. No, 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 no. Right, did we dump it? Dump her? You hit it about three button. There you go. Okay, that's fine. No, that was that's a little too specific. We, if you're, no, no, we, we can't do that. It's just, just a false security matter. <laughs> but let's try again with Scott and see if this works at all. Uh, Scott, how's it going? Welcome, sir. Hey, it's Mr. Badass. Yes, sir. Cameron. Damn glad to meet you. I got, I got one for you here, buddy. All right, man. Um, how about your mom broke my headboard? <laughs> Thank you, Scott. And Joel, the five words that will ruin your love life at the time. How's it going, Joel? What do you got? Great. I, I, I've never been told this, but I've heard this is the, the worst five words a man could ever hear. What's that? After the... After the first five minutes, the woman says, honey, are you in yet? Uh-oh. And, uh, that's, hey, oh, that's okay, a little too specific. Uh, we were thinking more things more like this, for example. Uh, five words that can ruin some lovemaking uh, during the uh, actual loving itself. First time with a human? <laughs> <laughs> or, I was born a man. <laughs> five words <laughs> mess you up and good. Uh, uh, let's see. Where did my gecko go? <laughs> that, can, that can sort of mess you up. <laughs> just, just for the record. Oh my! And how about uh, you know ways to avoid a fight? These I'll give you examples of ways. If you're if you're having trouble in your relationship or your marriage, for example, it may be that you use the wrong words in a, in a connotation, which gives off an, a negative image. And this is what's well. For example, these are things you should avoid. For example, a guy tells a story. My wife and I were sitting at a table at her high school reunion, and she kept staring at a drunken man swigging his drink as he sat all by himself at a nearby table. She kept staring. I said to my wife, do you know him? She said, yes, yes, I do. He's my old boyfriend. I understand he took to drinking right after we split up those many years ago, and I hear he hasn't been sober since. My God, I said, 
Who would think a person could go on celebrating that long? (laughs) 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 And that's how the fight started. 12.57, it's only the Kimmer coming up on uh, 1 o'clock news and more Newsmaker Line sponsored by the Siding Doctor and your calls on News Radio 106.7. You're listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 106.7. For the Kimmer, brains aren't everything. In his well. case, it's nothing. The Kimmer <laughs> Show on News Radio 1067. Thank you so very much. Look out, 105. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. Yeah. Peter Green, formerly guitarist of Fleetwood Mac. On this day in 1977, was committed to a mental hospital in England. He she fired a gun, tried to shoot and kill a delivery boy. Was bringing him a royalty check. <laughs> Peter Green with <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. This yeah. song, yeah. My God, he went, he was so far gone. Yeah, 1977. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is about 1986. <laughs> well, I was around seven. Yeah, yeah. Peter Green. But he yeah. left the group. I'm a long time ago. Yeah, he was just a nut job. I mean, did you ever get out? Or did you ever, what happened he, he to him? He was like the dude Sid from uh, Pink Floyd. It was yeah. also a little Yeah, nuts. a little crazy. <laughs> Yowie. Also, you know the actor Scott Glenn? He was one of the guy, one of the astronauts in the, right. the perfect story. What is it? Right the, the right stuff. Scott Glenn is 76 today. And Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. There you go. Yeah, he played the, the chief uh, guy for Jody Foster. All right, I got 106. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. 844 404 And by the way, Alan Shepard was the first American in space. John Glenn was the first American to orbit the Earth in space. But uh, Alan Shepard was the first person in space. Hey, Kimmer. Yes. Can we get your, uh, your badass hitting the guy with the uh, bottom oh, of the gun? All right, well, I'll make it quick. I, and we have Newsbreak Lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Not Doctor. Right okay, I, I was making the point that I am not a tough guy. I mean, if you, I know tough guy. I've met tough guys. I've worked with tough guys. I know tough guys. I'm not a tough guy. Uh, a tough guy you know, has stone eyes. They, they, don't, they, they have no feelings. They don't care one way or the other. They'll do anything. They'll, they're immune to pain or adversity. They just, they're just tough guys. Um, and there was one at, uh, at Paris Island in Camp Lejeune with me in the Marines who was definitely a tough guy. If you'd put the two of us in a ring together, he'd have killed me. Let me put it that way. I mean, he was, he was a tough guy. He was just a tough punk guy. Well, um, I was the squad leader, and he was in my squad, as it turned out, the last few weeks of boot camp uh, for infantry training. And he, uh, he was eating a candy bar when we were supposed to be doing maneuver stuff out in the woods at night. And so I told him, I said, you know, knock the, put that thing away and knock it off. You're not supposed to be doing that. And he gave me some lip. And so I kind of knocked it out of his hand because I was a squad leader. And, you, you know, well, he hit me so hard in my stomach, in my run into my solar plexus, I thought I was going to die. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. I mean, it, I was absolutely whacked. I mean, I, I oh, man. And I, try, I remember trying to flail at him, and I couldn't move my arms. I mean, he, I, I, he could have he killed I mean, I thought he'd kill me. I, I, I thought I was dying. Uh, and so he, he took off, and I, you know, collapsed on the ground, eventually made it back to my platoon, and I didn't, I didn't see anything doing at the time. Well, it was shortly after that when he was sleeping in his bunk, and so I took an M14 rifle butt to him while he was sleeping. Not in the face, because I didn't want anything showing. Now, two things are important here. First of all, this is not something to be proud of. I'm not saying this is a thing we should do, but I'm telling you this. If you got a tough... The only way to... Okay, he was a tough guy, and he was a bully, and he sucker punched me. If you sucker punch somebody, you therefore have voided all your rights as a fair fight human being, okay? Could we agree on that? Yep. If you sucker punch me, then that means if, you know, you've got something coming to you. So that's why I took the rifle butt to him while he was sleeping. 
first because I wanted to drive him crazy in his mind to th- be at sleep and have somebody be banging on him with a rifle butt. I also hit him in places that wouldn't show very much because it, it, if you, in, in Paris Island and at Camp Lejeune, if you get sick, if you get sick for more than like a day, you get set back. It's not like you if you have if you have the flu for four days and you're in the infirmary or sick bay or something, you don't just go back with your platoon. You've missed four days of training. They make you start over. So and nobody wants to. I mean, that's that's the nightmare of, you know, you try not to hurt yourself or if you do, you fake it. You think you're you say you're fine because you don't want to start over. If you've gone through eight or nine weeks of Paris Island, you want to start over again because you got sick for three days. I don't think so. So so I knew that he would never go to sick pay because he would never want to go back and start all over again, infantry training all over again. So I pounded him good in places where they wouldn't really show. And I knew, and the other thing was, I knew it would hurt him like a hurt like crazy. But I knew he couldn't do anything about it because he didn't want to go to sick bay. So it was a perfect response in that he was he sucker punched me. He was a tough bully who had absolutely no standards for a fair fight. So he sucker punched me. I got him back the only way he would understand, and I got him back in such a way that he would hurt, that he would be thinking about it when he went to sleep, and that he couldn't do anything about it because he didn't want to get set back in training. So I did like a three-prong bully attack on the uh, get-back on the bully, and that's my story of why I took a rifle butt to a fellow Marine at uh, <coughs> infantry wow. training. So. Anyway, and I, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I, it's, I mean, it's not a nice story, but, uh, you know, you don't get to, do, uh, that's just the way it is. You know, this, this is serious business. We had one guy die on us on a forced march, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, they don't, you know, this is serious stuff here. <laughs> anyway, 110, 110. Right, sorry, that was dairy. That was not a, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys backing up for? Is that fine? <laughs> oh, my rifles are all in the car, so. <laughs> That's 110, 110. Uh, News Radio 1067. Oh, I got to tell you the story. I, uh, what? You all right? No, okay, fine. good. Um, I got a, oh, oh, uh, two things. I've got a letter from a con. I'll do that little, remember, I'm going to do this later on, a con letter, and, I, and I've got to do it especially on Friday because that's when he's, he's available to hear my show down at the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary. Okay, this is a story I got from Scott, uh, who doesn't want me to use last names, which is fine. He says that, he said, you know, Kimmer, your sense of humor, this might appeal to you entirely. It's a true story. My grandson, Cody, who lives in a suburb of Atlanta, and he says, I want to share you something about Cody and his grandmom, Francis, Grammy. Uh, Cody calls me Sips. And he, he couldn't say Gramps, and he came out Sips. So from, he's now five years old, and he calls his grandfather Sips instead of Gramps. Uh, and the second thing he said you got to know about Cody is that he's convinc- convinced that Sips can fix anything. Anytime Grandma tried to fix something, the five-year-old boy would say, leave it alone, Grandma, give it to Sips, he'll take care of it. This is a five-year-old telling his grandma to leave it alone, Sips will take care of it. Okay. Um, uh, she loved that little boy, and he was very attached to her, and they, the, the grandmother was getting ill. She was going to be passing away at some point, so they tried to prepare him for it. It's five, you know, what can you do? And it seemed to work, and then son of a gun, sure enough, a few weeks ago she passed away. Well, they were going to spend time with Cody anyway, the grandson. So the grandfather picked up Cody for an after-school program, and his daughter stopped at the grocery store, and rather than get Cody out of the car, they left Cody in the car with the grandpa. So they're sitting there in the car, and uh, the car was very quiet. And then Cody, the 5-year-old, says, Sips? Uh, grandpa says, yes, Cody. He said, I love you. And Grandpa said, Cody, I love you too. A few moments of silence went by, and then you hear the words, I'm sad about Grammy. And Grandpa said, well, we're sad about Grammy too, Cody. Few more minutes of silence, and then Grandpa hears Sips. If you could just find out where Grammy is and open her eyes, she'd be fine. But if she's a zombie, just leave her alone. 
<laughs> Five-year-old kid said, if you find Grammy, open her eyes. But if she's a zombie, don't go. Don't leave her alone, Grams. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. The first thing I thought was, that's pretty funny. I said, wait a minute. That's really troubling. Here's a five-year-old kid that's already concerned about zombies. Man, this, this you know, walking dead is, is really getting pervasive. Five. He's five talking about Grammy being a zombie. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Ahoy, mateys, and blow me down. Oh. Hmm, this is Popeye, uh, and this portion of the Kim Peterskin show is brought to you by Malaysian Airlines. Oh. They was the victims of online hackers. Here's a bunch that can't even keep their website up. Oh. <laughs> and now here's your host, Popeye. the Kimmer. Uh. Oh, wow, man. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Wait a second, man. Yeah, wait, man. This is going to go. Hey, don't, don't bogart that joint, man. One eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, 60 today. Mercy. There you go. Oh, so this was the day in 1784 in a letter to his daughter, Sarah. Benjamin Franklin expressed unhappiness over the choice as the symbol of America. The choice chosen to be the symbol of America was the bald eagle. Benjamin Franklin was extremely upset because he wanted the turkey. Because turkeys were more prevalent and were a noble animal. Anyway. By the way, I guess he's playing Benjamin Franklin in this new uh, Sons of Liberty show. Oh, the Sons of Liberty. Is that that's strictly a TV movie, history, right? Yeah. History Three channel. Uh, who's playing ben- Benjamin Franklin? Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, in fact, you know, I've been watching Breaking Bad because I've got them all on tape and I watch them again. And then and then I, I switched over to see what was on live TV, and it was Seinfeld, the episode of the of the dentist, <laughs> which was Breaking Bad, uh, Walter White. The, yeah. He played the, the, what's his name, the dentist? Uh, Tim Watley, the dentist. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, be- he became Jewish just for the jokes. <laughs> uh, Marsha, give me a shtickle of fluoride, will you? <laughs> anyway, 120, 120 on News Radio 106.7. It's only the Kimmer. Coming up, you hear Donald Trump talking about the election and why he can be the only person to uh, solve the problems of America. Also, uh, the Ellen DeGeneres deal, Bob Euchre's favorite joke, and more on the Muslims. And, uh, oh, wait a minute, there's a newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Hello, this is 911. This is Tony Soprano hey, calling. Tony. I'm on a New Jersey turnpike. <laughs> We've had a crash in the SUV of my nephew, Christopher. He's not breathing too good. What should I do? Well, what should I do? Have you tried to clear his passage and save his life at all, Tony? Maybe you should get let go of my nose, T, and then I can breathe. <laughs> Mind your own business, Christopher. Mind your own business, 911. Golly. How's it going, Tony? I'm all right now, but last week I was really dead, you, you know? You were dead last week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, big news here in New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Over the weekend, Governor Chris Christie opened yeah. up a super pack. A super pack? A, van- a super pack of vanilla wafers. And who knows, he <laughs> might even run for president. <laughs> He and my sister Janice, the only two people who gain weight on gastric bypass. I didn't know it was possible. You mentioned Donald Trump. What the hell was he doing at the varsity this week? The varsity? Well, not. Well, I heard that Donald Trump was making some noise. 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> the day Donald Trump runs for president is the day they release the best of Kim a CD, okay? <laughs> guy reminds me, fakes it more than your final wife did, you know? <laughs> oh, Kimmer. Oh, baby, oh, Kimmer. please run for president. Don't stop campaigning. Right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> Donald Trump, do your final wife. Trump. Impersonating your final wife. Impersonating, yes. No, no. Thanks for the clarification. Shut up, Christopher. <laughs> oh, sad note. Sad here note. in Jersey. You probably saw this. Yes, sir. Union membership has dropped to a 100-year low. It's unbelievable. 100-year low. Union. I bet that Jimmy Hoffa is spinning today in the end zone of Giant Stadium. <laughs> I run to the off-ramp at the Golden State Parkway. I'm not sure. You know? Yeah, I think it was the off-ramp. I always admired Jimmy Hoffa, Kim. You admire Jimmy Hoffa? The man was a cornerstone in the cement industry. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it now. <laughs> you know what Jimmy Hoffa's last words were? No, Very I, interesting. I, I don't know his last words. He said, catch you guys later. I feel like a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to look like one. Who there, Jimmy? <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> Did you see where Sky Mall, the company that puts those overpriced catalogs on the airplanes, is yeah. filing for bankruptcy? Bankruptcy, Sky Mall. Yeah. yeah, apparently their biggest customer was King Abdullah, so they had to go under who... Oh, See, he died. Abdullah and died. He's the biggest customer. He's the biggest and customer. King Abdullah would think $98 for a pair of nail clippers was a bargain because he was very rich. Despite <laughs> <laughs> all was, of these jokes. It was not cheap. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time my son AJ brought home a Skymore catalog? No, I didn't hear about that. I need money for a flight jacket. Oh, only $9,000. I need money. I got to buy the crystal. Hernan short this weekend. I need money. What an acting performance by oh, man, young Have you AJ. seen all the movies that Robert Eilish been in since that <laughs> Yeah. Got his own series, I think, doesn't he? I'll take nothing for 100 Alex. <laughs> No telling. I mean, let me tell you something. <laughs> yes, sir. Robert Hyla couldn't act his way out of the bag over John Boy girlfriend's head. I mean, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> a long way around there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come pinch your Joe's, you bastard. Give me a break. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Tony, come so right random. out of this grave and pinch your nose. <laughs> thank you so much, Tony. Great to talk to you, sir. And Dolo, he was very Dolo was he very was rich. Ordered stuff out of the Sky Mall because it was overpriced. It's overpriced, Sky Mall. Archfield Corrupt Mayor Airport. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> the most expensive meal in towns out there. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye, <laughs> Where the hell did you come up with this one? Dean Martin, that's Amore from the 1951. He's, he's Italian. Now you're talking. I looked up IMDb, Robert Eiler. Yeah. The last show he was in was six years ago, Law and Order. Oh, my God, really? Hasn't acted in six years. Yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. <coughs> and and the other kid who played uh, one of the little punks who... Who uh, they they dragged him out of the boathouse and beat him up and then shot him. Remember that that character, that guy. He apparently committed a crime. Oh yeah. He's a criminal. He's a, he, he's in prison now because he screwed up and uh, he was not exactly an actor as it turns out at heart either. All right, one twenty five. It's on the camera on News Radio one zero six seven. Okay. All right, hold on a second now. Eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Donald Trump is now threatening to run for president again. He showed up. There was a huge. 
meeting over the weekend in Des Moines, Iowa, and a lot of presidential candidates showed up for the GOP, including Donald Trump. Uh, the Donald was uh, dissing on a couple of his buddies. It can't be Mitt, because Mitt ran and failed. He failed. Man, I liked him. Look, like him, dislike him. The 47% statement that he made, that's not going away. The Romney care from Massachusetts is not going away. What do you think they're going to say? Oh, we won't bring that up this time. It's not fair because it was a long time. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. But more importantly, he choked. Something happened to him in the last month. He had that election won. So you can't have Romney. He choked. You can't have Bush. The Donald. The last thing we need is another Bush. Now, I made that statement very strongly, and now everyone says the last thing. You know, they copied it, and then, you know, I'm always going to be, I'll be accused of copying the statement. That's the bad thing. You made it first, Donald. It was you I that said did it. it. I was the one you that said one. it first, yeah, I and it. I mean you it. Said it. You said it. Last thing we need is another Bush. Now, he's totally in favor of Common Core. That's a disaster. That's bad. It should be local and all of that. But he's totally in favor of Common Core. He's very, very weak on immigration. Don't forget, remember his statement? They come for love. I say, what? Come for love. You got these people coming, half of them are criminals. I mean, they're coming for love? They're coming for a lot of other reasons. And it's not love. The Donald. Sound like a president, does he? Yeah. <laughs> Please, Donald, don't, don't get in this. 127 on News Radio 1067. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Matthew McConaughey, and this portion <laughs> of The Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by the Paula Dean Tour, oh, Paula. where the audience will be all wide, all wide, all wide. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. All right, all right. Thank you very much, Matthew. Tommy Estes' favorite actor right there. Tommy Estes, heating and air. You need heating and air? Get to Tommy Estes, damn it. Well, no, that's not their real slogan. I... <laughs> All right, look out. It's only the Kimmer. It's only me. A News Radio 1067. Here's the number 844 404 1067. The Black Keys are calling off their European tour. Their drummer is Patrick Carney, but he messed up his shoulder, dislocated the thing during a vacation romp in the Caribbean, so he's out so the band cannot reschedule the dates and they're just canceling part of the European tour in fact most of it, and they're going to start in April in Brisbane, Australia, so that's the way that goes Anyway, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067 844-404-1067 844-404-1067 This is also Bob Euchre's birthday Bob Euchre is 80 years old and I just saw, you know, the baseball channel, the Major League Baseball has a channel on uh, our cable system. And at, at the beginning of a year and the end of a particular year, they start playing the best of series. They have the best right fielders ever, the best left fielders ever, the best pitchers, the best. Uh, they, had, they did one the other day on the Cincinnati Reds being the tough, the tough team or the nasty boys uh, back in the day. And uh, and they also did one on uh, a special on Bob Euchre, and it was a sto- kind of the story of Bob Euchre's life and so forth. And this is what Bob Euchre says is his famous joke. And now the funniest joke I ever heard. These two ball players went duck hunting. They were out in the marshes for over an hour. They didn't get anything, didn't shoot anything. Finally, one says to the other, I wonder why we haven't got any ducks. 
The other one says, maybe we're not throwing the dog up high enough. <laughs> 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 Hunting dog, you're supposed to point at him, not chase him in the swamp, not throw him in the air. To, see. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, honestly, if you get a chance to see this thing, and they play it all over and over on the it's majorly MLB channel. It's uh, eight twenty three on Comcast, whatever. And and they and the Euchre thing is on again. I saw it the other day. It was listed on. If you have a chance to watch it, it's really very clever. And he's a very mm. funny man. We should do that one day. We should do our top nine of all time. If you were going to an all time team, yeah, every position, all nine positions, who would you have? The best baseball team of best all. Team. Well, yeah. th- what do we know about you know the old Negro leagues and you know That's the nineteen twenties and thirty? We'd have to be modern. It'd have to be. About. It'd have to be since. You know, like the, the, the live ball era, dead by some, it'd have to be somewhere you could relate to. I mean, I don't know who played in the 40s, whether, you know. Ted uh, Williams? Yeah, uh, well, yeah but, so, yeah, but still, I mean, you'd have to pick them just by reputation, but it's not the lake we knew. Anyhow, okay, we can do it. Let's do that. In fact, we have Holy Crap of Sports of Pete coming up. Now, this is Super Bowl week. And one of the fun things about the Super Bowl is uh, the commercials that they're going to play. And, in fact, I think tonight there's a show of the, uh, the, the favorite Super Bowl commercials, if I'm not mistaken. And I always tape those and watch them because they're a lot of fun. Okay, a couple things. We've got topics and issues, and we'll talk about the multi-billionaire saying we, the rest of us should cut back. <laughs> Just, you know, thanks, buddy. Pretty easy for you to say. Um, they like to say, you know, money doesn't mean everything, uh, but it's uh, it's a lot easier to cry uh, in a luxury car than it is walking on your bicycle with a flat tire. So <laughs> Anyway, here's some more of a list of, of five words that can make lovemaking very awkward. Five words that can make lovemaking very awkward. For example, um, I'll still call you a cookie lady. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 or how about this? That'll do, pig. That'll do. Or... Got one for our good friend Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy. There is no <laughs> Jack Kennedy. Yeah, let's listen to the camera show. <laughs> Five words of ruin the lovemaking. Thank you very much. All right, look out. It's only the camera. 844-404-1067. And just for the record, another way to avoid a fight. And we're giving you examples of things that lead to a fight. And uh, this is one way to avoid it by not following these guys' uh, ideas. For example, uh, the lawnmower broke, wouldn't run. My wife kept hinting to me I should get it fixed somehow. I always had something better to take care of first. The shed, the boat, making beer, whatever. I had something more important. Finally, she thought of a clever way to make her point. I arrived home one day, and I found my wife seated in the tall grass of the lawn, busily snipping away with a tiny pair of sewing scissors. I watched silently for a short time and then went into the house. I was gone only a minute, and when I came out again, I handed her a toothbrush. I said, when you finish cutting the grass, you might as well sweep the driveway. (laughs) The doctors say I will walk again, but... It still hurts when I pee, so let's <laughs> see this, and then the fight began. So there were just ways to avoid these things, avoid these things. All right, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. And speaking of the Super Bowl, they're going to have Puppy Bowl again. Uh, this year's Puppy Bowl, uh, which is played on the Animal Planet, will have 85 puppies, 21 kittens, and five Nigerian dwarf goats. They also have 315 poop bags for the puppies. Uh, they'll have their own personal assistants. They have 65 puppy escorts and 50 volunteers. And there's a halftime performer known as Caddy Furry. Instead of Katy Perry, it's Caddy Furry. 
and a pet designer made her an outfit for Paris Hilton and other celebrities, and their extended invite to Katy Perry to watch a pregame party. But anyway, the Puppy Bowl will be coming up this year on the Super Bowl as well. First time ever, they're going to have teams this year. That's right. They have some. It's some. It's the 11th annual Puppy Bowl, and they have. Uh, I don't. It doesn't say the name of the teams, but they have teams. And I don't know what the teams do. I mean, who's cuter? I mean, dog versus cat. Well, yeah. I don't know. That could be very interesting. Anyway, just uh, just for the record. Now, uh, this is this is uh, this is sort of a typical story of what happened le- recently in the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. You recall the last several days, seventeen hundred separate individual private luxury jets flew in for this forum on economic lifestyles. There's so many private jets they had to open up a military base to house them all for this meeting. Uh, one of the uh, people who met for, to talk about world economic issues is Jeff Green, who is a billionaire property investor and entrepreneur. He says, this is Jeff Green speaking at the uh, Investor Summit in Switzerland. He says, people in the United States have to stop aiming so high, start living with less. America's lifestyle expectations are way too high and need to be adjusted so we have less things in a smaller, better existence. We need to reinvent our whole system of life. We need to cut back, and it'll be a lot more simple. Well, that's easy for him to say, since he has a palace in Beverly Hills with 23 bathrooms and a rotating dance floor. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it sits in 25 acres in Beverly Hills. His vineyard produces 500 cases of private label wine a year. The main house is 35,000 square feet, 12 bedrooms, a master suite itself measures 5,000 square feet just for the master bedroom. 5,000 square that, That's a five-bedroom house. That's the master bedroom. He rents it out to royal families who are visiting the country, and it's listed uh, for value at his estate in Beverly Hills, $195 million. And this is a guy who owns four other properties just like it. And he's saying, we need to cut back. (laughs) We need to cut back. Yeah. 142. And by the way, my guess as to who the first uh, fireball is going to show up among the GOP wannabes for president, I think the first one is going to start showing off and showing his upward movement first. Scott Walker, Minnesota. I mean, uh, Wisconsin. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Hank Hill, and <laughs> this Hank? portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by PetSmart, the official bridal registry for the new Mrs. George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's your host, Kim Thank Peterson. Thank you so very much. <laughs> Look out now. It's 148, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. Out of all of the places. Uh, it's going to get cold again. I don't think we're in for any ice storms for a while, but boy, they're going to get plastered up north. Oh, man. And you know what? <laughs> so what? It's called it winter. You know, if you live there, that's what you get. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's a nor'easter. Yeah, they call it winter. <laughs> Call it weather. Oh my God, it's an Easter. <laughs> Poor baby. Anyway, uh, it's only me. It's only the camera. One forty-eight News Radio one zero six seven. Newsbreaker lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> also, uh, a couple of birthdays of note here include Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres is fifty-seven today. I just saw. I heard a promo. I think I played on the radio on our station. She's got a new sh- a TV show. 
uh, starting tonight, I think, and it's about something about decorating or who who does the best furniture replacement or something silly. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres, what she got to do with decorating furniture, some furniture decorating thing. That's where I, I, I know. Polish wood. I don't know. I don't understand. Anyway, Ellen DeGeneres is fifty-seven. By the way, Ellen DeGeneres, remember when she made her official announcement coming out? She never never said she was gay or lesbian until she was on her TV show. Why can't I just say the truth? I mean, be who I am. I'm 35 years old. I'm so afraid to tell people. I mean, I just... Susan, I'm gay. The I'm gay was over the loudspeaker at the grocery store uh, by mistake. So that's what the funny part was. Where That's where she officially announced she's gay. Where she said it on TV as a joke about being uh, on the loudspeaker. Yeah, a, a total shock. Yeah, yeah. She, she hit on my final wife. Really? Ellen DeGeneres tried to have sex with my final wife. Vernon, too, huh? No, no, we were part of it. But anyway, she, Ellen DeGeneres was definitely hit on my wife. They lived in the same town. And she she definitely hit on uh, my final wife. <laughs> Everybody hit on my final wife. <laughs> One fit. Oh, wait, there's a newsbreak line. Let's see who's on the old uh, newsbreak line find out there. Good afternoon. Hello. Who is this? <laughs> hey, it's Charlton Heston. Mr. Heston. Yeah, well, Yes, sir. Did you know that Alan DeGeneres once hit on my final wife? <laughs> no, I did not know that, sir. Well, the Screen Actors Guild Awards it's, were last yeah, night, and I just yeah. wanted to ask you. Yes, sir. Why wasn't Joan Rivers on the red carpet? Like she's got something better to do? <laughs> what? I just, well, unfortunately, sir, she, she, she's dead. She passed away. Oh, I, I get all my show business news out of that Rodney Ho non-entertainment column. <laughs> You know, the one that only talks about what the regular guys are doing now or some radio station that doesn't even show up in the ratings or something about the real loser ghetto housewives of Atlanta. And the... So I wouldn't have known that Joan Rivers died, she you died. see, because I read that the piece of crap. Current events or anything, you know. Did her daughter Melissa and Sarah, could Jessica Parker pull the casket down Times Square? Oh, no. oh, wow. oh I have a long face. <laughs> I heard Birdman won big at the SAG Awards. <laughs> Birdman, big SAG Awards. And I want to congratulate Bird Lancaster. I bet he was pretty happy. <laughs> well, sir. I'm sorry my pigeon's leaving droppings over here, over there, over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I tell you, Mr. Heston. Yes, sir. You and Pete Davis have a uh, weird sense of humor. I don't find Bob Euchre amusing in the least. Well, really? What, I can't believe well, it. someone who's lost three of his best horses in a... Who drowned in a polo match? I just don't think it's funny. Shut up. Monday, John Boy, damn you. <laughs> so throwing dogs in the air is better than water polo horses? My God. <laughs> Polar bear jokes are funnier than that. Yes. <laughs> What happened? I heard there was a bomb scare on a Delta flight. Well, yeah, somebody. Mr. Heston, when yeah. the hell did they let Jerry Farber perform on airplane? <laughs> <laughs> I heard six people walked out in midair. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe all these damn equal rights groups equal trashing rights. the late King Abdullah, Mr. Heston. Well, he said that women couldn't drive in Saudi Arabia. Hell, they can't drive over here either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a single King Abdullah out. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Women can't drive see, anywhere. I was playing polo with polo. the horses. The horses, were, water polo. They drowned. The horses drowned because yes. they were playing water polo with the horses. Did right. <laughs> I tell you about the time I got an Olympic-sized pool? No. It took Leslie Dove a day and a half to blow the damn thing up. It go! <laughs> <laughs> A little valve. <laughs> this Sunday, it's the 11th annual, as you mentioned, the yes. 11th annual Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. Which will be seen across America on Animal Planet. Animal Planet. And across South Korea on the Food Channel. <laughs> <laughs> they taste so much better when you can pick out your own, don't they? <laughs> I'll tell you about this time I saw a guy walking his dog on Buford Highway. No. I said, hey, pal, what's for dessert? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> you know, only place that have restaurants have their own veal tank. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Brett the truck driver trying to top me here? <laughs> I shouldn't be too hard on the puppy bull. I yeah. mean, it is how John Boy met his girlfriend. <laughs> Golly. How much is that Beyonce in the window? <laughs> be on the show, Thank Mr. you Hansen. so much, sir. It's always an honor to have you aboard the old Kimmer program. Mercy! Yeah! All right, all right, happy, happy, happy time, happy time, happy time. Let's uh, let's have a happy story. A Texas woman is going to be a very happy woman this afternoon. Yes, uh, she lives in Galveston, Texas, and when her puppy was born eight months ago, her baby pit bull puppy disappeared. Well. A few weeks old, uh, only a few weeks old, Blue was born in May, disappeared from Miss Navarro's Galveston backyard. Uh, the pit bull and another dog were stolen. She searched and searched, no luck. All of a sudden, she gets a phone call from a veterinarian's office in Indiana, which is a long way from Texas. Sure enough, she had had one of those implanted microchips in her dog. And they found out where the dog belonged. They called the woman and said, we've got your dog. And unfortunately, she was so poor, she said, I don't have the money to get there. I don't have any way of getting up there, no money for a bus ticket or anything. So a couple of guys heard about it, a couple of retired sheriff's officers, our, 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 our lawmen, our boys in blue, heard about it, and they posted signs as they drove from Texas to Indiana to go get her dog. And they'd send her signs, they'd text her signs and so forth, and showed signs that, welcome to Indiana, finally got her dog, and they're bringing back her dog this afternoon after a 20-hour drive, and she's going to get her doggy back, even though she couldn't even afford to go get him. You know, Blue's only part of his name. Oh, it's not his full name? Blue what? Blue Blue the scene. Blue the scene. He <laughs> blew the scene. Oh, my God. Maybe that's what that dog in Scotland was doing. Might have been Scotland. <laughs> no, no, don't bring that station. up again, mister. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and coming up, uh, we'll have more Newsbreaker Line sponsored by the uh, Sighting Deck here. Also, we'll talk about the Pope Pimps in Newton County. The Pope Pimps and the fourth graders of Newton County. Also, five words that can really ruin your lovemaking at the time you say them. For example, you're too heavy for this. <laughs> <laughs> or, can my doll watch us? 
Again, that's not uh, not attractive. 157 on News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Kimmer knew at an early age he wasn't his parents' favorite child. Well, no. His bath toys were an electric toaster and a radio. (laughs) The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. (laughs) Look out. Here we go. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer 205 Newsmaker Lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. And you are on News Radio 1067. 1067 844-404-1067. The German electronic group Tangerine Dream has lost its uh, main drummer, Edgar Froza. He died from a pulmonary embolism in Vienna. He was 70. Now, Tangerine Dream, you may have never heard of by name, but they released more than 100 albums and soundtracks. This group you're listening to now, including this, which is from uh, from the film Risky Business. They did the soundtrack for Risky Business. And, John Boy, you're going to go nuts. They also did the soundtrack for... Your favorite video game, Grand Theft Auto V. I swear to God. No way. Last last half hour during a break, we were talking about something. We were talking about something. What was it? Being addicted to games Call of or Duty and Call stuff of like Duty. Pete was saying, you know, if you get Call of Duty, you cannot stop watching it. If even if you're a grown up and this video game thing. And I said to Pete and John Boy, I said, you know what? I hate those little thumb things where you, you know, the little thumb controllers. I hate those things. But if you can, if I can get a big video screen, uh, a game with an actual gun that I can hold, you know, plastic, not very heavy one, but an actual gun-shaped gun that I could aim at the target and shoot at the screen with, I could play. That'd be a lot of fun. I love stuff like that. Well, now you can get those. They have them now. They didn't used to have them before, uh, but now they have them so that we got to thinking about, you know, addicted to games. And John Boy said... I can't stop playing Grand Theft Auto V. Grand Theft Auto V. And when you said that, I looked up a little musical thing here. The people who did Grand Theft Auto V is this group, a German electronic group, Tangerine Dream. Wow. Small world. Any funny little things come on. Anyway, uh, there you go. All right, there we go. Uh, 207, 207. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. A couple things going on. I've, uh, I'm just furious about this business with the elderly couple, although they're not that elderly, uh, from Georgia who disappeared trying to go buy a, an old Mustang. Uh, Bud Re- uh, Reunion, Reunion, I guess it's Runyon, Bud Runyon and his wife June, he's 69, she's 66, uh, looked up an ad on Craigslist, put an ad, wanted to buy a 66 Mustang, which is what he had when he came back from Vietnam. Bud Runyon came back from Vietnam and bought a 1966 Mustang. Well, now he's retired and wanted by God to have another one. And he and his wife looked up Craigslist, put an ad, said, oh, this guy, uh, Ronnie Towns has got one. You come on up here. It's about an hour and a half away. So they drove up to see him, and that's the last anybody saw of them. And then the cops turned out to find out that this guy, Ronnie Towns, does not own a 66 Mustang. So clearly he allegedly baited them to come up to give him money, and now they've disappeared, and the fear is that they're dead, that he killed them. Over a Craig... I tell you, this Craigslist, this... How many times have we heard about people getting involved on this Internet scam business of Craigslist? You can't check out people on Craigslist. 
Have you ever bought anything on Craigslist where you met somebody in a freaking parking lot or, you know, behind the uh, Kmart or something? And, uh, yeah, I'll meet you behind the uh, Kmart at 2 in the morning uh, in Noonan, you know. But don't tell anybody you're going to meet me there just so we'll keep it secret, okay? You know? And you and don't bring any friends and don't bring any weapons, and I won't either, I promise, okay? Oh, okay, I'll meet you there at 2 in the morning, okay? Okay, bang, pow, you idiot. You mean like a surface of some kind? Yeah, or? something. <laughs> God, Craig, I mean, this is just nuts. Yeah, I don't know. You buy stuff on Craigslist? Well, you know, actually, I sold something on something similar to Craigslist, Georgia Outdoor News. Yeah. And um, I sold a Marlin 3030 and met the guy. I was really scared, but it was a completely clean transaction. I'll tell you, it makes me nervous. And this couple, man, that makes me angry. This guy, a Vietnam veteran, wanted to get the car he had when he came back from the war. And he and his wife, now and they're almost 70 years old, went up to get the car and are missing and presumed and feared dead. Hope uh, not. How's that? Your lifelong dream gets you killed. Uh, it's That's just, sad. It's just, and especially something that, as just nice as that, you know, it's just we're living in childhood, just, you know, bringing back some great memories now that you're getting old and the, the end is near, you know. I mean, when you get to be 69 years old, you're thinking about dying, you know, how, how much longer you got. And, I mean, it's, I mean, this is just so just hateful. And they, apparently they've, uh, I, I think they may have caught him. I think they may have caught the suspect. There's an arrest warrant out for him, and I think they may have him in custody. I thought I heard something on the news. We'll double-check it for you. Anyway, and now there's another Arab group coming out complaining about American Sniper. <sighs> yeah, the uh, American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee, ADC, has written letters to Clint Eastwood, the director, and star Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, denouncing the hateful language directed at U.S. Arabs and Muslims. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think this war movie uh, taking place over in the war zone is directing anything against American Muslims. It's directing everything against the Muslim killer butcher killer butchers. Who, by the way, is the only religion which has millions and millions of butcher killer butcher killer butchers. Uh, the story of Chris Kyle, the Navy SEAL. And now these, these Arabs are complaining that, um, well, you're just, you're, just, you're just calling us names. We're becoming targets of violent threats. No, the movie is not the reason you're becoming the target of violent threats. You're becoming the target of violent threats is because you're trying to kill us. And you're, you're not complaining about the people who are also trying to kill us. Anyway, it just, I'm, so, I'm so sick of this. And thank God the movie's making a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a fortune, <laughs> which I think is great. And our buddies, our, our Muslim buddies in ISIS, have chopped off one of the uh, Japanese guys' heads and had the other guy hold up a, pi- a picture of it. So, they, you know, there were two Japanese guys in orange jumpsuits. They, killed, they chopped off the head of one of them, took a picture of it, and had the other guy hold the picture up to show the families that they killed my buddy here. And you know what? The ISIS people say, it's your own fault, Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe. It's your fault. We had to kill this guy. We gave you a deadline, $200 million. Come up with a deadline, and you didn't meet the deadline, so it's your fault. (laughs) It's the Prime Minister of Japan's fault that they chopped off the head of one of his citizens. The Kimmer Now and News Weather Uh, and Traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Stand by, stand by. Hello, my name is Charlie Chan. Oh, you're so close. An ancient proverb say, hard defibrillator, it never work. Anyway, this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by East Point, where getting a flesh wound is a lucky break. And now here's your host, Mr. Charlton Estes. You know, I have one of those. It's in my chest right now. 
Anyway, 217. Newsbreak Alliance coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. 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 Also, Flash coming up and the Craigslist. But first, holy crap, it's sports. And Pete Davis. <laughs> Oh, Flash is on hold. I better be quick. Yeah, Your first place Atlanta Hawks at the all-time Atlanta Major League Sports record. 16 wins in a row by spanking Minnesota yesterday in Phillips Arena. Nice. Isn't that amazing? That's more than the Braves, Falcons, Flames, Thrashers, and even the Chiefs. Remember the have, Chiefs? Sure. Have ever done? Yeah. Paul Millsap led with 20 points. They've won 30 of 32 games. The wow. Atlanta Hawks. That's unbelievable. You know, they could do it. They could. Who's, who's better than the Hawks right now? Who's playing Golden better than the Hawks? Golden State would be, uh, to me, Golden State. San Antonio, maybe? No. Just Golden State Col- and Portland, I mean, just... to me, are the two that could really yeah, mess Yeah, Portland, with. I was going to think. Yeah. Well, Memphis is pretty good, too. So, Man, we'll wouldn't that be something? Well, I, yeah, that would be Well, now everybody's going to wonder, well, how are they going to blow it? Because it's Atlanta, and people are going to say, how are they going to blow it? But you know how can they blow it? Because they're already so far ahead of our yeah. expectations. Well, they've got to. They, yeah, I, I'm. I'm thrilled for them. I'm really thrilled for them. Baseball legend Ernie Banks, one of the two nicest ah, men I've yes. ever had the pleasure of meeting, passed away over the weekend at age 83. Hall of Fame shortstop and first baseman hit over 500 home runs in a 19-year career spent entirely with the Cubs. Kimmer, you interviewed him back at the other place we were at, and that's how I got to meet him. And, and when you said that this morning, I had forgotten completely that I interviewed Ernie Banks. Yeah. And, and what a nice man. Smiling, happy, oh, just, you know, just man. as nice a, a gentleman as you'll meet. Yeah. Just yeah, a you wonderful fellow. You called me fellow. into your studio and said, meet Ernie Banks. And he turned around, and the first thing he said to me was, you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. And he says, living with her? Yes, sir. You need to go on and marry that girl. <laughs> This is Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Let's play two to the first time you ever met Pete Davis. First thing you said. We have one of those kinds of faces, Pete. Make an honest woman out of her. I don't know what that means. Well, it didn't happen. Old penitentiary face over here. Lucky for her, it didn't happen. (laughs) Old death row face. Ironically, the other nicest person I've ever met was Buck O'Neill, another Hall of Famer who mentored Ernie when he first came to Chicago. That's right. Put him under his wing there. And I'm a better person for having met him both. It was absolutely First time I met Buck O'Neill, I opened up the door, and there's Ken... Ken Burns, the baseball uh, documentary. Oh, the guy, documentary. Of, uh, and Buck O'Neill, who narrated okay. a lot of yeah, it. Yeah. And Burns, of course, blows right by. He's a big star and all yeah. that. O'Neill puts his arm around my shoulders. We're walking down the hallway. How are you doing today, son? No what do kidding. you do here? It was just amazing how nice that guy and was. And see, isn't it amazing? This was, what, 20 years, 30 years ago? 20 years ago, probably? That'd be 1994. 20 years, 21 years. Yeah. And and still, you're thinking about, you're feeling good, you're having a happy moment right now, you're yeah. thinking of a warm, fuzzy thing that happened in your life from 20 years ago of a sports guy out of the blue that you'd never met has this impact on you today still, 20 years later. Met these guys once. Yeah. It made an impression. See? Absolutely made an impression. Ernie Banks received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, gave this message to young people. Do something with your life. Do something. Get out here and do something. That's my next message to young people. Get up and do something. Yeah. Don't just he died around. a week before his 84th birthday. Wow. Well, one team won the Pro Bowl over another team yesterday in Arizona. Yeah, what's the deal on this now? Care. You know, Ollie Ollie in free. I get the guy in the sneakers. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Jeez. Yeah. You know, well. and plus, you know, they're not going to play hard. They don't want to hurt themselves. I mean, it's no, the Pro Bowl is a, a joke. They should not play the game. They should say, congratulations, you're an all-pro. You had a great season. Now go play golf. Or do flag football. Some, yeah, something do something. Or do a, do a, do a, a shuttle con- or a t- tug of war. Or a, yeah, or, no, what do they call those, those little contests where, what? you know, skills challenge and stuff, which well, they, they do. They could get hurt there, too. Well, but not if you're just, well, okay. But, yeah. I mean, having a game is ridiculous. Yeah. Matt Ryan threw for two touchdowns, including the game winner. 
center. Well, he should be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> for the oh, team sorry. that won. Uh, <laughs> See? I mean, what, yeah. so what? I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah. They don't know what their plays. They can't, you know, they have to be simple because they can't, nobody works together. Yeah. I mean, it's just stupid. I think I pressed a button here. No, it's just dumb. I've never understood. <laughs> and they never want to hurt them. Never, and plus, the best players can't play because they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So all pros, except the all pros, because they're in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, can't join you. Well, so agree. what's the point? It ranks right up there with other stories I care about, like it's snowing in New York City. <laughs> Poor baby. won another game. <laughs> well, that's really a pretty good story. No, that's, a, that's a pretty good story. By the way, ESPN reporting the Falcons have hired Raheem Morris, the former Tampa Bay head coach, to be the assistant head coach oh. and head of defensive backs. So, oh, really? And they're still for waiting for the Seattle defensive coordinator, I'm guessing, right? right? still have to, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was watching English football over the weekend, and a team named Middleburr, never heard of them, mm. One of their players has the unfortunate name of, and I'll spell it here, mm. K-I-K-E. Oh, boy. Can you imagine the chance that guy hears? Yeah, that would not be good. No. Uh, speaking of Belichick, were we speaking of Belichick? We were a minute ago. Man. Old belligerent was back this weekend as he accosted the media for continuing to ask the questions about Deflategate. But it turns out it was assistant ball manager Dougie Spoons who finally fessed up. Dougie, we just want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Son. We live in a world that has balls, and those balls have to be inflated by men with pumps. Who's going to do it? You? You, reporter Weinberg? (laughs) You don't want the truth, because deep down in places you don't talk about at Super Bowl parties, you want me on that ball. You need me on that ball. (laughs) Did you deflate the ball? I did the job I was told to do. (laughs) Did you deflate the ball? You did what I did! Thanks to Saturday Night Live for that. One of the few Saturday Night Live amusing performances of later years, I must have Well done. All right, Pete, thank you. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, 223 on News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. I got a newsmaker line in case you missed it. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor in just a minute. First, let me have Flash get on. You've been holding on for a long time. Thanks for holding, Flash. How's it going? Hey. What's, uh, this is Flash. Not yes, sir. Flash. Oh, okay. Anyway. Flash. 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 Porsche. Well, whatever. Yeah. I was just going to say with Craigslist, you know, uh, it happens every once in a while. Somebody gets killed, and it's uh, awful. But uh, I sell and buy stuff on Craigslist, you know, and it's kind of like common sense with most of it. It's just all it is is just classified in an online setting, you yeah. know. Well, it seems it seems uh, simple enough. The only problem is you don't there there can't be any like guarantees. You know, you're not being backed up by a company if you go buy something from somebody in a parking lot behind a Kmart. Um, so it's, you're kind of taking a chance, but you know, people get stupid and then this Craig, God, there's, you know, the Craigslist killer. I mean, there's one after another incidents that happened of this Craigslist business. Well, just like with anything in life, you know, if something's uh, too good to be true, it's, it's probably not, yeah. you know, if somebody's selling the Xbox on Craigslist for like 50 bucks, it's going to be like, well, <laughs> yeah. that's. It's stolen. That's probably not real. <laughs> yeah, he if filched they want to it. Beat you behind, if they want to beat you behind Kmart, uh, <laughs> probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've never had a problem on Craigslist? No, I buy and sell things quite yeah. a lot, you know. Uh, I, I I can't, you know, you meet some weirdos, yeah. but, you know, as far, but I mean, as, as far as, like, buying and selling or whatever, I've never yeah. had any real problems. There's been okay. things that I've, I've, I've got to beat and look at and be like, ah, I don't want to buy this. And then, but you know what I mean? But nothing, uh, no one's trying to kill me or uh, rape yeah. me, so I'm, I'm that's, good. That's a good sign. All right, man. How about a quick news break line, Susanna? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kim. <laughs> Why am I having to wait? I'm a big star. This is Jerry Seinfeld calling. Sorry, Jerry. How's it going, man? Welcome, sir. <laughs> Why would a guy in a truck cut off the camera? Well, I don't know. I... Cut off the camera. Who does this man think he is? Your final wife? <laughs> 
What did he do? Roll down the window and ask you to buy ask you to buy her some jewelry there? <laughs> That's nothing. I know three guys. She got off entirely. Hey, rent me an office. <laughs> or I'll cut you off again. Thank you. <laughs> I have time to think of these things. Yes, you, you know? do, sir. <laughs> I do that stupid coffee and cars thing. And it doesn't... Why? Yes, sir. Why did they give Debbie Reynolds a SAG award? <laughs> did she show up in a sleeveless dress last night? <laughs> oh, no, sir. <laughs> You see Debbie up there with Carrie Fisher? Yeah, Carrie Fisher. I couldn't tell which one was the mother and which one was the daughter. No! <laughs> Have you seen Carrie Fisher? Yeah, not. Uh, her face is so wrinkled, she could hold. Her face is so wrinkled, it could hold a two-week rain if I could talk. <laughs> I'm Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld here. You see where a guy pocket picketing? I cannot talk to <laughs> for some right. It's probably my fault. I guarantee well, I it's don't my know. fault. I blame it on me. A guy picketing Fox News shot himself in the chest over the weekend. Yeah, wow. Why can't all protesters be like this guy? <laughs> Let's give those more Monday creeps some marksman lessons, but not from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> want them to hit something. Hit something, please. <laughs> you see, they have something called the SAG Awards. The SAG Awards, Screen Actors Guild. Not, not sagging awards. <laughs> Why is everyone so mad at the New England Patriots? Yeah, mad at them. I, I mean, they could be the Atlanta Falcons, where the only thing that's deflated are the fans that shell out money for the tickets. <laughs> Bring up time to figure these things. That's another ball deflation. And why are they calling for so much snow up here in the Northeast? I'm very angry. Calling for, well, what do you mean, sir? Well, I heard Kirk Mellish say, my exclusive forecast for New York, <laughs> clear and still for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. Clear up to my ass and still snowing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerry. 227 on News Radio 1067. It's only the Kimmer. Hey, look out. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. And now, here's yeah. your host, yeah. a man who literally has young women calling him day and night. Well, saying, Hey, Kimmer, I just got busted for solicitation. Can you <laughs> bail me out? Here he is, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. I love the colorful clothes she wears. I got 2.33, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On News Radio 106.7. Angela Davis, who just, the commie who just spoke at Kennesaw State of their We Love Commies uh, uh, assembly. Angela Davis is 71 today. Uh, you know the cartoonist Jules Pfeiffer? He's a weird, he, he did a lot of Playboy magazine stuff and all kinds. Of, Jules Pfeiffer is 86 today. Uh, a couple of sports birthdays. Uh, Pete, NBA player Vince Carter. He's still playing, right? Isn't he still playing? He's 38. I guess, you know, he must be out now. He must be done. And uh, Vince Carter, three. And uh, Wayne Gretzky, 54. In fact, I'm just reading in Sports Illustrated. I'll bet you are, too, because you've got your issues now. About um, uh, uh, Dustin Johnson, the golfer, who is engaged to be married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter, Pauline, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's uh, and uh, Dustin Johnson's got drug issues. He was in rehab. He denies it, but he's and he's cleaned himself up apparently. Uh, she's going to have a baby. He's already knocked her up. They're not married, uh, but they spend time with the Gretzkys. They get up every day and have breakfast at Wayne Gretzky's house with his family because uh, they live like a mile, half mile apart or so. And they go to his house every day and take their dogs and go and spend the day with them. And they're and, and Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky is straightening out Dustin Johnson, the golfer. 
And it's a, really, it's a, it's a pretty positive well, story. one of the McSorley brothers come, come over and force <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the Hanson brothers, even better. Yeah, yeah, get the Hanson brothers for their broken glasses. Anyway, uh, and also this was the day Nelson Rockefeller died in New York at the age of 70 in 1979. Nelson Rockefeller of the Rockefellers was uh, hunga hunga to the old munga munga with his little young secretary on the desk when he died uh, in the saddle of a heart attack at the age of seventy, and they had to they tried to to cover it up and it didn't work. <laughs> it said, "Yeah, sorry, Nelson." <laughs> ah, that's got to be bad there. I mean, just think about that. that's got to be real bad for the girl. I don't know. <laughs> I think old Nelson probably didn't know what hit him, but oh yeah, yeah. National Lampoon said they had to do a different coffin for him. <laughs> oh, well, they had a hey, little like a little tent in the middle there or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Toothy, you want to check that out first, or is that a real thing here? I mean, it's uh, a yeah, he's ready to go. Okay, well, should we, uh, we do this a, a, a special late live edition newsmaker line. See who's on the old uh, newsmaker line. Good afternoon. I am the greatest of all time. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, what a thrill. Has the show started yet? <laughs> <laughs> We're just waiting for you, Muhammad. I'm so pretty. Yes, you. I'm yeah. somebody. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> everybody is somebody on the Kimmel show. That's for sure, sir. You know, Charlton Heston yeah. is a great actor, but he got nothing on me. Because well, I am Kimmel, the greatest psychic and sage of all time. Really? The amazing Ali Knack. Oh, the Elinac, the Magnificent. <laughs> the answer to this question is yeah. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. How did Ernie get a checking account? Ernie Banks. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll see. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> he can hear you fine now. <laughs> May you be hitting the head one too many times by Joe Frazier. <laughs> Down goes Frazier. How did that work out? By it didn't work out too good for old Joe there for a minute. For me. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> in honor of the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. the answer is 16 in a row. 16 in a row. What would be a really big crowd at a Banks and Shane concert? <laughs> <laughs> a little rate on the rim shot there, John Boy, but nice try. We're working the on answer it. Is, this is Ali Nack. It's working out. Ali Nack, the magnificent. The answer is Jennifer Aniston. And Alec Baldwin. Jennifer Aniston and Alec Baldwin. Name the three most prominent boobs at the SAG Awards. <laughs> See, she had a really low cut. See, she had a dress on. It. <laughs> Man, this is going on a long time. <laughs> Did I mention I don't want you living with roaches? <laughs> Decon Power. Decon Power. The Kennesaw State Speaker Series and Craigslist. The Kennesaw State Speaker Series and Craigslist. <laughs> Name two great places to meet a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I hold in my hand yeah. the last time. Oh, oh this finally, the last one. Thank Woo! God. Thank God. <laughs> May your only daughter get caught in the big grab section of the Cosby Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> New Yorkers and Pamela Anderson. New Yorkers and Pamela Anderson. Name two people who could see a foot. <laughs> I don't understand that one. <laughs> the weather was so bad. <laughs> you can't see. in the Big Apple or did she get back together with Tommy Lee? <laughs> Thank you so much. 
Sim. Sim. Tyler Bim. The champ. I saw Tyler Perry with a him. <laughs> Thank you, champ. I'm a poet, and I didn't know something. <laughs> yeah, you didn't I'm know it. <laughs> Flowing like a butterfly. Thank you, champ. Mercy. 239. Back to the phones. 844-404-1067. Here's Mike on News Radio 1067. How's it going, Mike? Hey, Cameron. How you doing, man? Fine, sir. Welcome. Glad aboard. you're back on the air here. Thanks. In Appreciate it. Just had a quick thing about Ernie Banks. Uh, my dad used to run the Sears Parts Warehouse in in uh, Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh huh. And he had Ernie come speak to him to his uh, employees. You know, have a little motivational speak one day. Uh huh. And um, about a month after that, we we went to the game and. Uh, watched batting practice and stuff, and I was hanging over by the dugout to try to get some autographs. And he came walking over, looked at me and my dad, and said, Hey, Walt, how you doing? And he remembered his name after, you know, all no that time. And wow. Just a really great guy. You know, everybody I've ever met who met him says the same thing, too, Mike. What a, that's a great story, and I think that's he was just a decent, honorable fellow. And you would think, you know, this was a guy who was 84 years old, so he grew up in the, you know, 30s and 40s. Dallas. In Texas, in the South, when things were probably not too easy for a guy trying to make a living as a baseball player back in those days. And yet, he always had a, a happy thought and a smile on his face and, and never an, an unkind word. I mean, just a, a remarkable fellow. Ernie Banks died over the week, or Friday night, he passed away at eight, almost a week before his 84th birthday. Oh, totally wanted to correct myself from earlier. All right. Vince Carter is still playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, I thought he was still wow. playing, but I, I, don't, you know, I don't He's follow the playing. NBA really at all anymore. Yeah, they I mean. Playing. I they play till freaking August. I mean, with you know, I don't I don't understand any of that. By the way, uh, and is that just money? Is that just TV contracts? Why is the season so long for the NBA? I mean, it goes to it goes to July, right? I mean, right. June, July. July. How is that possible? I know. And then somebody has got to be making money, or they wouldn't be doing it. The playoff series are too way too long. Oh man, I I don't understand. I I don't know where the money's. I don't know who's watching. I guess pe- I, I'm obviously in the minority, so. Anyway, all right, look out. It's only the Kimmer. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. I have a letter here. I'll read. I'm going to save it for later in the week. I may do part of this tomorrow, but I want to do it on Friday. I have, a, I have a letter here from a prisoner, a convict, at the Atlanta Federal Pen, which is big time Charlie. Federal penitentiaries are nothing to fool around with. I mean, it's not like your county jail. Capone was in the Federal Pen, and so is uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, father as a murderer. He's still in the Atlanta Federal Pen. Anyway, uh, this guy's name is Josh, and he's a huge fan of the program, but he can only listen one day a week because he's on this vocational stuff four days a week. But on Fridays, he gets to listen to the Kimmer Show. And um, and I'll just give one little tidbit of what's coming up here shortly. He says, uh, I'll let you know, I was a drug dealer. I am guilty for that. I got 14 years. I am in no way complaining. In fact, I'm happy I didn't get more time. There are a lot of guys here that will never go home. And then he says... I'd like to hear what you have to say about all. He talks about an issue I'm going to bring up on Friday. I can only listen on Friday, so if you can squeeze, <laughs> listen. I can only listen on Friday, so if you can squeeze it in between Brett the truck driver and a dramatic reading, or backdoor it with a polar bear joke. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Even convicts have a hose in the camera with a sense of humor. I love it. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 106.7. This is Morgan Freeman, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by NAACP Achievement Award winner Donald Sterling. What's next? The Humane Society honoring Michael Vick? (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, here's your host, you. Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out, it's only me, 247. It's only the Kimmers. News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067. A couple of video things to look for if you're of a mind. Uh, somewhere in New Jersey, Patterson, New Jersey, I believe, there's video taken by students' cell phones of a 16-year-old student attacking his 62-year-old teacher in class, attacking him, charging him from the rear, taking him down, pummeling him on the ground. And while the other students are just watching, going, hey, got him good there, boy. And the reason that the 16-year-old student attacked the teacher was because the teacher took away his cell phone. And the student said, you can't take away my cell phone, and started beating the living crap out of him. And it was all captured on cell phone video. Let's see what else we got here. Also, um, oh, is you about this guy in Massachusetts? He wanted to get, he had, all he had on was a $100 bill, and he needed to go to do something in the store. He needed change. So he said, okay, uh, give me two scratch-off tickets to change a $100 bill so we could use it else place. Uh, he just won $10 million. Yeah, ten million. Yeah, scratch off. Yeah, mm-hmm. but by accident, he didn't want to. He just he said, "Well, give me a damn ticket then." <laughs> he won ten million dollars. <laughs> ah! <laughs> anyway, all right, look out! It's only the Kimmer eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven two forty nine. What's that? You got a oh, thing here? We've got five words to ruin an intimate moment. For five my- words to ruin an intimate moment. We've given you a few. For example, uh, you're going to black out soon. Those would be five <laughs> words you do not want to hear <laughs> when you're making love to somebody. What do you got there, John Boy? Our Twitter follower, Dev Hayes, says, don't worry about that rash. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, our Twitter, it's uh, Kimmer hashtag you hot babe mink underscore you dirty Kimmer, little... What is it? Kimmer, no, That's no. not it? Uh, what's, our, no. what's our Twitter no, thing? it's at Kimmer underscore show. Ah, at Kimmer yeah. underscore show. I keep getting that wrong. All right, uh, 249. Uh, how about a newsbreaker line? As he was on the old newsbreaker line, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, <laughs> Kevin. I heard what you were saying about me. This is Bill Clinton. Yeah, Mr. Disgusto. How's it going there, Sticky? Uh, you remember when Herman Cain pinched hit on Phantom of the Opera over there at the Fox Theater? He pinched hit? I don't remember. what. Uh... That's all I ask of you. <laughs> <laughs> That was the big theme song. <laughs> big theme for her. I don't normally agree with the camera, but yeah. I think you're pretty right about those brain dead golf announcers sucking oh, up to me yesterday man. at the Humana Challenge. I mean, hell. Embarrassing. I thought for a minute during that interview, Nick Fowler and I were going to have to get a room or something. <laughs> so me too, man. Jeez. Mr. President, tell us about your Clinton initiative as opposed to all the women you raped. <laughs> <laughs> he had beat up, you know. They didn't ask me about the people I had murdered, yeah. the 12 chances I had at Bin Laden, the way I caused 9-11, or the missiles I sold to the Chinese. I'd say pretty much an Al Jazeera Constitution interview I got there in the booth up there. They talk about softballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking about softball? Well, we were earlier. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not surprised, though, that Nick Fowler admires me so much. Well, what do, you, what do you mean, sir? Well, who could forget when Nick gave a huge endowment to the Arizona State women's golf team? It's <laughs> <laughs> some money, too, didn't he? I mean, he, he was really money generous. also, yes. <laughs> One chick at a time. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Fairways weren't the only thing that Nick was splitting in the late 1990s. <laughs> Augusta National was not the only place that Valdo was getting it up and down. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> he did pretty good at St. Andrews and uh, Muirfield. And all and, the major tournaments. That's right. Lots of good golfing. Oh, man, I was worried. As much as you give me a hard time, yeah. I was worried about you. I heard earlier yeah. that a pickup truck driver almost yeah. killed the camera. Almost he cut me right As there. opposed to Brett, the truck driver, who only kills the camera's show. <laughs> I mean, he may interrupt the flow, pour cold water on potential momentum, a uh, place of varsity burger in the proverbial punch bowl, but Brett would never try to harm the camera. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy that should be on twice every day. Boom. <laughs> People don't believe this. I know you give me yeah. a hard time, but yeah. Hillary, I yeah. swear it's yeah. true, Hillary has not decided for sure whether she's going to run for president in 2016. Really hasn't decided for sure. Yeah, I mean, Hillary, just the other day, she said, unlike Fort Marcy Park, I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger. And, oh, <laughs> Vince Foster died. I guess. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a woman who put the gun in the wrong hand. <laughs> yeah, Boom. she put it in the wrong hand. I mean, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy that threatened Ken Starr's family. Boom. <laughs> I don't normally have John Madden commenting on my <laughs> That's all right. It's kind of a helpful thing there. Yes, it sure fits, though. So. Well, I better go. I think Brett's on hold. Oh, but, but Mr. President, thank you so much for helping us out, sir. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. Presidential politics. If you haven't heard the latest from Donald Trump, I may be able to slip on a little uh, audio for you here in a second. First of all, uh, President Puttitad is back, coming back from India. He was at uh, Republic Day, a parade in India, with the Prime Minister of India. And there's pictures of Puttitad chewing on and playing with his gum. Here's a guy sitting next to the Prime Minister of India at a Republic Day parade. In India, which is a huge deal there, and he's taking the gum out of his mouth and kind of playing with it with his lip and, you know, chewing. I mean, he's just like a bum. If Bush had done that. Oh, a Reagan. I mean, this is unbelievable. And the local press is saying, my God, what an ungainly sight. Removing his gum and chewing on his gum, talking to the prime minister. Jeez. I mean, talk about lack of class. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. He doesn't care about other people's traditions or, oh, man, that's just it's brutal. Also, uh, I've never heard of this before. 26-year-old guy's walking along on a street in Stockton, California, and he sees uh, three guys kind of following him. One of the three guys calls out to the guy, to the 26-year-old and says, hey, and the guy says, uh-oh, he starts running away, but he doesn't make it because they, they hit him on the back of the head, knock him on the ground, hold him down. Two guys hold him down. The third guy goes through his pockets, took all his money, and then before they left, catch this out, the three guys took the man's face, pushed him over to a shopping cart, which was on the side of the sidewalk, and shoved his lips through the mesh of a shopping cart. So thoroughly that he lost consciousness and was awakened by paramedics who had to cut the co- the shopping cart off his lips. Hi, Andy. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I mean, that's cold. I mean, you're going to rob, beat up a guy and rob a guy, then you shove his lips into a shopping cart grate so bad that paramedics have to cut him out after he wakes up from passing out from the pain? Holy crap. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And Donald Trump, the Donald, uh, he's going to get ready to run. He's thinking about running again. Uh, he says, uh, I'm a strong Republican. I get things done. They don't get things done. I get things done. I'm a fighter. They don't know how to fight. 
Uh, he says, uh, I've gotten, he says, if you can get a zoning change in New York, you can get anything. I've gotten more zoning changes than anybody. I build a city on the west side of Manhattan. If I run for president, I will say, make America great. I have a place to repeal and replace things that don't work. I can make you get insurance from anybody and not be restricted to buying from the president's stuff. Uh, these guys are making a fortune. It's a joke. I should bring back free enterprise. You'll see if I run the things. I would let China know that it's over. No more free ride. That's what I'd tell China. Uh, he says, I would do a fantastic job. I would bring this country back to the highest level it's ever been. I would make America great again. I would be able to create jobs. That's what I do. I have thousands of people working for me. I have thousands of successes. The nice part is that I can self-fund my campaign. I would just use my own money. It's much easier. And then he blames Romney for choking. He says he choked. He failed. He had it won. He blew it. He can't close. I can close. I'm a deal maker. I know how to close a deal. People know I can close a deal. I want to make this country great again. I don't think anybody else can do it but me. Holy mackerel. I'm a huge. That's the Donald. <laughs> Yowie, zowie, gadawi. Anyway. All right, one more, one more way of avoiding a fight. These are little examples of ways to avoid a fight with your loving bride. For example, my wife was standing naked looking in the bedroom mirror. She was not happy with what she saw. She turned to me and said, I feel horrible. I look old, fat, and ugly. I really need you to pay me a compliment. So I said, well, geez, your eyesight's pretty much perfect. So, <laughs> oh, sorry, dear. Right. <laughs> Look out. It's, all, it's the newsbreaker. It's the news people. It's respectability. Oh, oh darn it. Oh, that's my lip. My lip. lip. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.